ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. We're grateful that you've taken some time out of your day. We hope you sit back, relax, and leave inspired by yet another amazing light we're going to get to shine today. My name is Stacey Johnston. I'm honored to be here with you, and equally honored as always to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing great, just trying to stay out of the wind, as it is yeah. windy here. But I'm good. Super windy here, too. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm, again, I'm just having fun. I think this experience, getting to do these podcasts, getting to talk to the people that we talk to, adds this level of giddy to my day, because I have to catch myself thinking, I wonder what we're going to hear next. I wonder what wisdom they're going to drop on us, and who can I share that with? I have more fun connecting people through the people that we meet. Right? I can be having just a random conversation with a friend, and she can be talking about a want or a need or someone she knows, and then by chance, a week or two later, you and I interview somebody that has a path or a space for that. So it's so much fun for me to go, oh, you'll never believe who I met. And just to get to intertwine people and watch people connect all over the world, I have such a great time with it. It's like a, it's like a game. I have so much fun. What does it do for you? It it really brings home that there is space for everybody, right? There is a place for everybody to do whatever it is that they love, and it, and it's okay. Right, the the knowledge that we get, the wisdom that we get, the and I think I've said a few times that it is a way for me to fill my cup. Right. So being able to pick up on all the wisdom and witness firsthand people taking full advantage of their space and their abilities is super cool. So I love it. I do too. You know, some years ago when you and I went through international training, right, we both got certified as coaches and trainers some years ago. And I remember when we were walking through that training, one of the mentors there that was really profound, I think, probably for both of us, said over and over, never forget that there's room for your idea. Right? We, we get conditioned into thinking there's so many out there, there's so many things happening, there's not space. But there is. There's room for your idea. And this is just proof, like you said, that there's room. You know? It's so fun. Let's get this show on the road today. We have a gentleman joining us from North Carolina, and we are anxious to, to share his wisdom and knowledge. So, ladies and gentlemen, may we introduce to you Mr. David Price. How are you, sir? I am fine, Stacy and Cassie. It is such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, you're welcome, David. How about you kick us off? Tell us who is David Price, what do you do, how come you do that, and how can people connect with you? Sure. So I am originally from Kentucky, but I live in coastal North Carolina right now, and I've been here for about 19 years. I've been a Christian minister for over 30 years and a certified professional life coach for over six years. And uh, folks can find me on Facebook. I tell people all the time, if you look up David Price on Facebook, there's a really, really handsome guy that pops up at the top, and I'm the one right under him. And so you're welcome to find me. 
at uh, David Price on Facebook in Moorhead City, North Carolina, uh, or my website at TakeBackYL.com. I'm happy to connect with anybody. All right, tell me about TakeBackYL.com. So TakeBackYL.com is my website for my coaching programs. I have two coaching programs. Uh, One is for men and women who either don't know what they want to do or know what they want to do but got no idea how to get there, and I'm happy to help them figure that out. The other program I have is for husbands and fathers who want to stop taking their frustration out on their wives and kids. And uh, as a former uh, father who did that myself, uh, I help folks, uh, husbands and dads, figure out how they can uh, kind of get rid of some of that stuff and learn how to be the husbands and dads that they so much want to be. Oh, you know, I think that's beautiful right there. Let's let's go into that just a little further, your program for husbands and fathers. You know, I, sure. I think there's so much emphasis put on families, and there's so much emphasis put on, on single moms and on women trying to get it done. But after 12 years of experience in the behavioral health and substance abuse field, I recognize how many dads and husbands and fathers there are out there fighting tooth and nail to keep their families together. And how many of them are raising children and I think there, I, I love the fact that you provide services for, for husbands and fathers. I think it's a necessary, unserved population. Underserved, I appreciate maybe. that. I appreciate that. It's, it's been amazing to me um, since I've started this how supportive so many uh, women have been. I'm sure that wives and mothers and, and others have seen uh, the effects of uh, dads who are angry and frustrated, and they've seen it firsthand. Um, and it's interesting that a lot of times women uh, and children are much more uh, eager for men to get help than men are. Sometimes it's kind of tough to get men to reach out and ask for help, uh, but the wives and the children certainly see it firsthand that the, they really need to if they want to do what's best for their families. Well, you know, speaking from the place of a wife and a mother and a grandmother, I've been a lot of things. I've worn a whole lot of hats, right, in the last 40 years doing all those things. But I, I've never had the experience of being on the other side. I don't know what it's like to walk those, that, that journey as a guy, right, as a man, as a husband and as a father. And so I can't, I can't speak to that. I, I can speak to my kids about all kinds of things because maybe I've been that, right, but I've never been that before. So I just think that there is a – a level of need and a great appreciation for that. And you're right, I think women are more anxious for the men to seek out than the men are to seek it out. But I think they need to know it's there and that it's okay to not be okay to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, coming from, again, where I did, um, a lot of backstory to it. I'm happy to get into it or not, doesn't matter. But um, I was I was that angry, frustrated father um, and husband. I hated myself. I hated my life. I was miserable um, and just very, very unhappy. And, of course, when you're that level of unhappy, you're going to take it out on the people around you. And, you know, I could keep it pushed down enough when I was around other people, but um, I would get home and my wife would say to me, did you use up all your niceness on everybody else and you got none left for us? And Eventually, I had to admit that that was pretty much exactly what I was doing. Hmm. Hmm. Ownership. Sometimes that's the hardest part, isn't it? It is 100%. (laughs) It totally is. But what completely changed my life 
was understanding that I could take personal responsibility for my life and everything in it, that I had the ability to change, um, and that I had the responsibility uh, to make more of my life than what I was, and that completely changed the trajectory of my life, and I'm thankful that it did. Mm, amen. Kathy, as a, as a wife and mom, where does that take you? You know, I, um, as a wife and a mom <clears throat> of a little boy, I appreciate that because, like you said, it is an unserved population, right? And I see that my husband is a great father. And I see so many kids that want that, right? They want that connection. They want that and don't know how to get it, right? So I think that what you're offering is a beautiful gift. Well, I appreciate that. And certainly um, we don't understand uh, the impact. You know, I wasn't thinking um, when I was yelling and using sarcasm and name-calling and all the things that I was doing, I would feel bad about it later, but I wasn't thinking in the moment about the impact that that was having. But, you know, it is important for, for husbands and dads to step back and to realize that when we yell, when we use sarcasm, when we call names, uh, when we shut down, uh, that I, which I did a lot, I would shut down on my wife and my kids and, and you know, stop talking to them. Um, the damage we're doing is, uh, you know, a lot of times just pushing that stuff to the next generation uh, and doing a lot of damage, and it's so important to get help and get out of that. Amen. I mean, what a great lot. I can't wait to share this one out. I love it. All right, let me ask you a question in a completely different direction, David. Sure. Throughout this journey that you've been on, right, husband, father, minister, right, now a life coach, if you had to define the word hero, what's your definition of that word, and who have you met along the way that fits that description? Wow, I've been so blessed. Um, You know, my father was in the military. My father died when I was seven. Um, He was in the military. Um, I, I grew up around Fort Knox. Now I'm near Camp Lejeune and Cherry Point. Um, and so uh, I know a lot of police officers, firemen, those types of people, certainly uh, heroes all. Um, and I've been so blessed to know so many people. But um, a hero to me is someone who sees a hard thing that needs to be done uh, and does it. Um, and I love the idea of your show that they don't always show up in a, a mask and a cape and tights. Uh, thank goodness, you know, uh, we need less people in tights, not more. But um, so, you know, it's not someone that's so obvious, but I think it's just someone who sees a hard job that needs to be done and is willing to show up and do it regardless of what the accolades may be or not be or regardless of what the blowback might be or not be. And certainly I've known many, many people like that. Um, If I could just mention a couple briefly, um, the first person that comes to mind is my mother. Um, You know, again, my father died when I was seven. Uh, She had to make a living. 
She had to keep the house. She had to be both parents. Um, she had to do the spiritual training. Um, everything that had to get done, she had to do. And, you know, I can't imagine, you know, I didn't appreciate that. I fought her every step of the way when I was um, a child and a teenager um, and did not appreciate what she had to do until I had children. And, you know, I had a partner, my wife, and it was still almost overwhelmingly difficult. Uh, My mother did it on her own, and that's the first person that comes to mind. Um, The other person that comes to mind is the friend who uh, helped me when I was finally ready to get help, Uh, the friend who was there for me uh, to help me. He had tried to help me in the past, and I, I never would let him because I wasn't ready to receive help. When I reached out to get help, he was there, and he was there every step of the de- of the way. And what makes him a hero to me is that he never gave up on me. He kept being there for me, even though I was a complete rear end uh, in a lot of ways. He kept being there for me, and he was available when I needed him, and he continued to guide me when I was ready to learn. And so uh, those two people really come to mind when I think about a hero. Beautiful. I, I love the hero stories that we get. They're so humbling and they're so real. And, you know, they're not about capes and superpowers and amazingness. They're about ordinary people that come alongside you in your life and do something extraordinary. They teach you something that lasts forever. I, the stories are so humbling to me. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I hope exactly. you know. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. I, I hope they know that you feel that way about them. If they don't, you should tell them someday. Everybody wants their life to matter. I couldn't agree more, um, and that's certainly something that I have tried to do. And uh, and I'm going to share this podcast with them uh, and let them know that they are being talked about throughout the, the world. So uh, thanks for what you're doing. Uh, we need more of it. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. It's such a beautiful quest. So... As someone that has transformed, right, through all of the things in your life and the journey that you have been on, if you could go back and give your best piece of advice to your 18 or 21-year-old self, what would it be? Wow, um, what an amazing question. And <laughs> having made so many mistakes, I can't imagine that there's only one, but I guess it would have been to listen um, to, to the guidance that people were trying to give me, my mother, um, other Christians, uh, the church, um, teachers, and people who were trying to guide me in the right direction. If I had done what they told me to do, I would not have ended up making many of the mistakes causing the damage and the hurt for myself and other people. Um, So I guess if it would be one thing, it would be listen to those who are older, listen to those who are wiser, listen to those who have your best interest at heart, um, and take the guidance that's offered because you just don't know everything, and you've got to listen to people who've been down the road a little farther than you have. Beautiful advice. 
you know, I've heard multiple times that if you want to know what's on the road ahead, you have to listen to somebody that's coming back. I love that. That's exactly right. And, um, you know, as young people, very often we feel like we, you know, we know everything. And even as older people sometimes, you know, we feel like that we figured it all out and gotten all the answers. And, and what I've learned is that there's a lot of benefit to being the dumbest person in the room, you know, just to stop talking because I'm a talker. I could talk all the time if I let myself. But you don't learn anything when you're talking. And I have learned just to be quiet and listen to what's being said around you and to you, and just try to be the least um, knowledgeable person in the room and soak up what's around you. Beautiful advice. I, I love that. You know, the, the people that end up in your day, if you believe that it's all a circle, that it all happens for a reason, that it's all this grand plan, if that's your belief, then isn't that true for everyone else in your day? It's not by accident that the people in your space are in your world, are in your world that day. How come? And how much time do we not spend walking slowly through that crowd to see who showed up in our day and what they have to say? Wow, that is such a beautiful thought. I never, I don't know that I ever really thought about it that way, but what an amazing thought that is to just, to see yourself as an instrument, um, in my belief and view, as an instrument of God uh, who's put wherever you're put uh, in order to bless um, whoever's there in whatever way you can, but but to be blessed as well. It's a beautiful kind of synergy of, you know, like what we're doing right here. I mean, you're really being a blessing to me, and I'm trying to, to do the same for you, and uh, that's how the, you know, that's how it's all supposed to work as we interact with each other uh, rather than being divided and hateful and trying to win arguments and be right um, and, and, you know, come out on top, uh, just really experiencing this beautiful uh, network of people to bless and be blessed. I love that. That's such a beautiful thought. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's take it on to the last part of this conversation. If of all the words there are out there and the things that you've learned and, and the, the walk you walk, right? I, I can just tell by your conversation that you walk your walk as well as talk your talk. So I appreciate that as well. Um, there's a lot to be said for that. With those things in mind and your hero cape firmly in place, what's your one-liner wisdom to the world? What does your T-shirt say? I think, well, I wish I had something clever, <laughs> something really snappy. Um, I was thinking about this. But, I mean, the, the message that I try to get across to people more than anything else um, is that you can get help to climb out of the hole you're in. And the reason that, that that's my message to people is because for most of my life, I felt like that there was something wrong with me that kept me from ever improving. I thought that people who had a good life um, got something at birth that I didn't get. And so I was completely hopeless that things could ever get better for me. And I, and I guess what I would like to remove from people is that sense of hopelessness that things can never get better because they can. I don't care what your situation, how black and dark 
and and desperate it seems you can get better you can grow and improve there are people who are so willing and eager to help you um let them help and get the help you need and you can experience a, a better life uh, if you will be open to it amen yes you can you know. As somebody who has been 17 years this year in recovery, I uh, second that. It absolutely can get better. You just have to let it. You just have to believe that it can, and it can. You're the only one that can change that situation. Absolutely. And the, the, the first thing I had to learn was personal responsibility. If anything's going to change, I'm going to have to change it, and that's the foundation of, of my life and of everything that I teach and train. Um, it's that. It's personal responsibility. Nobody's coming to save you. Uh, there's going to be no magic, something that happens. Um, if, if the change is going to happen, you're going to have to start making it. And But once you do, it's amazing how people and tools show up to support you and help you. It is. It really is. As long as you're open to it. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, guys, I've loved having this conversation. I have been so inspired throughout this conversation. So thank you, David, for what you've added to my life and to my day today. I appreciate you. Um, we are getting to a place where we're going to have to wind down with respect to you as our guest and with respect to our audience and their time. I would like to start by saying we'd love you to remember that we are brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if we can assist you in some way, or if you just want to have a conversation, we're interested in what you have to say, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com and let's visit. I'm going to say thank you, David, for your time, for your wisdom, and for the call that you answered and for the hero that you probably are to more people than you recognize in a day. So thank you for the space. Thank you for the heart and soul that you do that you that you work with. It's very evident in your conversation and in your words. So I thank you for your time. Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today? You know, with challenge per usual, right? We've been talking about transition, right? Being open and being willing. So my challenge for our audience today is to be open, right? If you're not open to the things that are placed in your life, then they will pass you by. So just be open. Beautiful. Simple and profound at the same time. David, we would be honored if you take this stage and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? Um, have hope and uh, know that things can get better and reach out and get help and um, uh, avail yourself of the people who the loving and wonderful uh, gracious people who are out there who love you so much and want you to, uh, to do better and uh, let yourself be helped by them. 